Today I'd like to talk about the American education system and how flawed it is and corrupt and how we can basically fix the problem. One of the major problems that schools have is testing. And there's a quote that I religiously use and it's a pretty overused quote, but I think it accurately represents schools. If you judge a fish on its ability to climb a tree, it will believe it's stupid. Everybody's seen the picture. Everybody's heard the quote. If you have a fish, a monkey, or an elephant, who's going to make it up the tree with no problems? The monkey. Who's going to struggle the most? The fish, because the fish cannot climb a tree. And that's exactly what we do in school. We test everybody the exact same, no matter your personality, no matter who you are, no matter what traits you possess. We're going to give you the exact same test. And just everybody is different, you know? Like, I know it'd be hard to give everybody their own individual test, but you can at least try and categorize how people learn and what they need to do to succeed and tap their true potential. And I think we could start doing that as at an early age. And I know it might be a problem to put people that are alike in the same area and keep them away from others but that's not at all the plan the plan is just to help everybody learn in their specific way so we knock that out i think another problem with testing is the standardized tests that we take we are drilled for those the entire semester you walk into a class week one and you're already behind in quotation marks because like let's take this spring semester you come back on like sometime in January from where I go to school and we end in May and so that test is in April so we have to prep for that and if you're a junior you have to prep for the ACT all in that one semester that's a lot with a short amount of time yet we have that complete other month I don't know what that other month is even used for if we don't have a test to prepare for because notice after that test you get to do more as far as learning, like actual learning. And the problem in general with the test itself is if you work at a local grocery store, you're not gonna have to know all that by memory. You can ask a coworker for help. I mean, it'd be nice to have a little bit of knowledge going in there, right? But then you can take a test for that job. Why are we taking tests about stuff we're not even gonna use? Now, for a doctor or a lawyer, yes, they need to study. They need to know this stuff. Mid-surgery, I don't want a doctor, um, you know, messing me up because he doesn't know what he's doing or giving me the wrong medication because he didn't remember which was which. And same for a lawyer. I don't want to be convicted in the courtroom because a lawyer didn't know how to defend me right. So obviously they need tests and need to be drilled on this stuff. But someone like who works at a local grocery store, what is the big deal? And then when you take these tests and put them in the school system and make them required, they start valuing this testing over true learning because they think this is how we measure intelligence. Like I said earlier, I mean, you walk in day one and you're just prepping for that one thing and you're rushing through all the material there's no time for questions or for these slow learners to catch up because you got to get all this done by the deadline so everybody can at least have a tiny little bit of that knowledge in them 
And I think for some people, we can't fit in that short amount of time. Like, I know some chapters, we'd get done in, like, three days. That's just not enough. And in English, you are told what to write for the essay on the test, right? As soon as you get an essay, there is a specific guideline that you have to follow. And I get it. They're trying to show rule following and setting us up for a 9 to 5 job. I completely understand that. That's fine. That's how the world works. But it doesn't have to work like that. And I don't think people can grasp that. Like, they hate it, but they can't grasp that we can change that. I think it completely just kills creativity. Because, yes, writing about something that you're forced to write about... And making it good builds you. It really does. But what builds you more, in my opinion, is creativity. When you have that open space to write about what you want to write about. It, that's just no, there's no outside the box thinking. It's all in that one assignment. You can't be creative with it. I mean, you can to a certain degree, but you can't let your true potential out. I genuinely think we are just trained to following standards and rules when that's not always the best thing to do and that takes me to the act it's the biggest test in the entire country in the united states at least you start learning about it as soon as you go to high school you can take it at any time you can take it in middle school if you wanted to but there is also a set date that it is to be taken and that's when you're a junior and for me it was in april of my junior year. I don't know how it is for everybody else. And I think it needs to be just completely thrown out because it doesn't measure intelligence. It's a college readiness test, but it just doesn't show people's true potential. It shows how good of a test taker you are and how much you can cram into your brain because a lot of this stuff is a bunch of just crap, in my opinion. I mean, you have English, reading, math, and science. Well, everybody has their strengths and weaknesses. Some people are really good at math while they suck at English. Some people are really good at English and suck at math. Some people are great at science and are terrible at everything else. So it's just, it's one-sided, but you need all of those scores together to get into a college. So it's a make or break for a big-name school as well. If you score low on the ACT, you can't get into a big-name school like, let's just go for Duke. And say you want to be a scientist, you need those big name schools on your degree to have the chance of making above average money or even getting a decent job. Like people who do not get into big name schools because it's a research job are just going to get paid way less and may not even get the job because science is a very um, competitive market at this point because there's not much that we haven't figured out like we've learned a lot the major science booms have happened so now it's just increasingly competitive I just it doesn't make sense to me on why we would pressure everybody in the same way when everybody is different and who said learning had to be stressful and more of a chore than a fun and passionate thing because I'm gonna be honest I'm I'm kind of nerdy I enjoy science I enjoy certain things 
yet I can't be passionate about that in school. I find myself learning more doing my own research at home than I do in school because all we're doing in school is getting crammed by tests and just countless notes that some of us just can't comprehend to the best of our abilities. Oh, I needed some water. Okay, so the next topic is teaching in general. I think public educators are underpaid. And there might be some people who disagree with that, but they are training the leaders of tomorrow. And in my state, they make an average of $39,000. Why is someone who is teaching the next generation of kids getting paid $39,000 while an athlete is making millions? I know the NFL, the NBA, and all those professional organizations are their own organization. They can do whatever they want. They get a lot of money from advertising and just people watching. Either way, I think teachers need to be paid more than 39000 I know that they have benefits, but they still need to be pay, paid more. I think if we did pay them more, the teachers would be more willing to help and teach like they should. Because I think with such a low salary, yes, you're going to find some passionate people because the pay is low, but also it's like I'm only making $39,000 and I can just get tenured. What's What's the point of trying right now? I'm going to get paid either way. I'm here for good. So that's the main issue with that. And then you have the branch of teachers, the different types of them, like the dictators. They only value power, think of kids as mischievous, and don't know how to follow rules. They don't believe in group work, which is key to job skills. Grade awfully instead of helping you out and making sure you understand the problem. And some of those you may disagree with, but that's how I've seen these type of teachers behave. I've seen them be like, there's no point in group group work. You guys are just going to goof off. Oh, I'm not going to let you do that. I've had kids break the rules before. And it's like, yes, people are going to break the rules. That's how human nature works. But I've found in classes that I'm giving given this freedom and a good relationship with the teacher, I've found that I learn better and that I enjoy the class more than being told what to do and them having this absolute power. And sometimes it's not so they can handle the class, it's just because they are in a powerful position and they can do what they want. And that is a true statement. I've gone to school and I'm graduating. I've been there the entire time besides college. I know how the teachers work. And then you have the teachers who don't care. They're the exact opposite of like the dictators. They don't even slightly prepare you for tests the material or next year's schoolwork. They let you do whatever you want. And I know we all love that teacher. I do. I know I do. Because doing work is just kind of annoying sometimes, depending on the class. Like in science and history, I kind of like doing it. I like learning that. But then you got English and math, and I just want to jump off a bridge, to be honest. I mean, I kind of like writing essays if it's like I can let my creativity out, but most of the time I can't. So I just hate English class in general. And both of these are a problem because one is just giving too much power and the other one is just letting you do whatever you want and they're not teaching. And I think the youth need to learn. And then you have coaches as teachers. They usually don't care about teaching. They're only there so they can coach. I know my teacher would miss days and just give us worksheets because they had sports meetings. And 
that's great. I know they need to go to those sports meetings, but also you are teaching a core class. Like the football coaches at my school, they taught driver's ed, so they didn't have to be there, and it wasn't that important. It was kind of just an elective. You could take driver's ed if you wanted. But then you have teachers. I had a softball coach, and he taught history. He was my history teacher. And I had him spring semester, and as soon as softball got rolling, he was barely there. And even when he walked in, it was kind of just goof around, talk, and here's some notes, here's a worksheet, here we go, that's the end of the day. He has no passion for teaching. Now listen, I don't have a problem with him personally. I enjoyed his class, probably because I didn't have to do anything, and I already knew history. I mean, I'm slightly a history nerd. Either way that those are problems we need actual teachers to teach not teachers in quotations coming in to coach all right next stop is i'm gonna go like back to college we talked about it briefly with the act but i want to bring it up again and it's the price tag i'm not deep in the left politically in the u.s i'm honestly not I see myself more like in the middle, leaning right. But it'd be stupid not to believe that student debt is a problem. It's a very overdragged but understated problem. 80% of Americans are in debt, and 80% switch their majors, costing more money. I don't understand why we start everybody off when they're 18 years old making a loan as soon as you're an adult and you want to get higher education to succeed in life we say okay you're gonna have to take out a loan and i know there's scholarships and grants and community colleges but how far are those community colleges gonna take you how much is that those scholarships really gonna cover if you want to go up and get your master's degree i looked up some of the stats and the doctorate and PhD is around $98,000 in debt and that's pretty much on average so it could be way above that depending on the school below that but depending on the school I doubt it's far below that it just I don't think it'd be that far and I'm pretty sure this is after just getting your basic schooling done in college now the average they make is $105,000 and this is eight years of school. So you start when you're 18, you go till you're 26. That's a lot of school. Then your master's is around $66,000 in debt. Their salary is around 88,000 on average, and that's six years of school. Then you take it down one more to bachelor's, that's 26,000 for public, 41,000 for private, and their salary is about 74,000. That's four years of school. The associates I'm not really gonna include because If you go to a community college, you can actually get your associate's degree kind of almost for free. Not really. They lie to you on the free college stuff for, like in my state, there is um, Tennessee Promise because I live in Tennessee. And it's not actually free. There is more stuff you have to pay for. And it's also, there's just a lot of asterisks in it basically. And we see this as it's no problem. We see that an 18-year-old, if you finish your first four years and go on to post-grad education, 
these debts are not a problem at all. We think this is perfectly normal. I don't see why we start young people in this big of a hole. Why do we need to dig ourselves out of a hole to succeed in life, you know? This can take years to pay off despite the large salaries, because if you look back at the PhD and what I said earlier, if you don't get into that big name Duke school and you want a science job, a research job, if you don't go to Duke, that 105000 average salary is going to dip. Exponentially, it's going to dip. In fact, for a marine biologist, that's a research science job, the lowest that they have on there is 30 thousand dollars. To get a really good job, you need that PhD. But if you don't get that big name school, guess what you're not going to be doing? Making that average salary of $105,000. In fact, the cap that I saw, the highest salary I saw, was about $100,000. And that's working for, like, the government. And you know what you're going to need to do to work for the government or some high-up institution. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you're not even guaranteed any of this money. It's all an average. And you'll... It's just... We do it wrong. We don't teach you what's about to go go on in college. We set yourself up for starting with the testing. We set you up for the rule standards of nine to five jobs, and then we send you to college where you get brutally beat by a huge debt and really hard schooling. So we move on to the third topic, mental health and violence. 20 to 30 percent of teens experience depression 35 percent in college and the anxiety percentage in college is 41 percent numbers do not lie some people don't have parents to care for them school administrators and teachers are focused on other things and people feel bullied for feelings and kids in general are just worried to talk and young adults are just worried to talk we have not even showed the slightest care for mental health. I mean, looking at those numbers and seeing how people really feel about their true emotions in school, it just doesn't get out there. I think we should have an actual therapist in school starting at the middle school to high school level to help these people out with their problems. Like, we have counselors at my school, but do you know what they do? Help out the people that are super privileged, basically. They don't really care about emotions. One of them literally called me out, told, told me I was stupid. And I kid you not, that happened. I'm not being an idiotic teenager right here. This was a true story. She didn't get what I was saying, therefore I was stupid. So if that shows you anything about my school counselors, then there you go. I once tried to talk to one of them about one of the reasons I was late, and he just let it go right over his forehead because that was over the rules, you know? Like, I'm a good A student. Yeah, nobody cared about that. So if nobody's going to care about those simple of problems and call me being stupid, what makes you think these counselors that focus on college admissions and stuff like that, or your schedule for next year, why are they going to care about your mental health? That's why I don't want to hear that we have counselors to help us. We do not have counselors to help us. We need actual trained therapists in there to help these people. There is suicides going on all over school, and nobody cares.
and I always get hit with this when I talk about mental health in school. It's not that bad. Y'all just want to be pampered. That's what I hear. And I'm going to have to kindly ask you to stop acting so tough because no one ever lets you have your emotions. We are not living back in like the 1700s where everything was terrible. We're not going to live in the 1800s. This is 2020 and things need to change. People's emotions matter. And that's just how it is. It's time to move forward and live a livable and happy life. These numbers should not exist in high school and college. They really should not. And I know the state and federal government probably does not want to pay for a therapist, but at the same time, we care so much about college preparation. Why don't we dedicate some of those resources for mental health? It's just an issue that needs to be solved, and it can be. People should not be afraid of their emotions. I think emotions is a key of who you are. And if a school does not care enough to realize maybe you don't have that kind of help at home or don't have the money for that at home, that they should take the next step to helping you out. So we move on to like a violence standpoint, and there's zoning violence. Some of us were blessed into the middle class with an average school and no problems. Some got blessed with private schools and rich parents. Others were born in a major city with serious gun violence, yet they are zoned in a school around a bad area. They have to go there anyway with no choice to be put into a better area. I'm pretty sure President Trump did something with this with like charter schools and private schools. But why not just let these kids go to another public school on a safer part of town? You know, I mean, there's bad. It doesn't even have to be a major city. It could be in the middle of where I live, if you put a school near the sketchy area, like in my city, why do you have to go to school there? I mean, first off, these areas shouldn't even exist. We should help these areas fix themselves up, but the government just looks right over that. I promise you, I haven't seen anything done to the bad side of my town in a long, long time. So I think kids should have the ability to go to somewhere with better education standards and a safer area in general. Nobody needs to die or be threatened or have lockdowns daily just because of violence. So I think we need basic education up until middle school. I think that, congratulations, I think the school system has succeeded that far. I remember doing really fun stuff in elementary school and you're just basically learning the simplest stuff then and that needs to be learned you go into middle school and you kind of have a little advanced knowledge of that stuff but the knowledge is pretty good and then you hit your freshman year of high school and find out that math is ridiculous and is never gonna happen it's never gonna happen you're not gonna see that unless you're a math teacher then you might see it grammar and all that stuff it just becomes too much of a hassle I mean it's the same stuff over and over again We all know how to use commas and all that if you paid attention to middle school. So at this point in time, once you hit high school, I think we need to have a system, a new system. I think high school should just completely change. So in college, you go to learn about your profession. So why don't we do that in high school? Why don't we give people the shot early for free? As soon as you walk in your freshman day, 
you get to pick the classes you want to learn. So at my school, you have four blocks, and those are made up of your electives, your core classes, and other things throughout the two semesters. So why don't we keep that lineup, but put in focus area classes? It's just a big school of focus areas. You have a building for the arts, for like English and art and music and all that. You have a building for like hands-on stuff like engineers, mechanics, carpenters. You have an area for doctors, for lawyers, for um, humanities, science, all of that. And if you don't like it, you have to pay zero dollars to change it. All you have to do is change your class. And you have four years to figure out what you want to do with your life. Like I stated earlier, 80% of Americans change their major. We could probably significantly cut down that number and significantly save money. I think that's a system that really needs to be built. And if anybody's worried about the price of that, I'm going to make a good, bold statement here. And I really thought about this because stuff is um hard to pay for. A wise man once told me nothing is free, and I believe that completely. It's really hard to help all the, these people socially because of taxes. So I think a better solution than raising taxes would be maybe slightly raise them, but also cut military spending. And I've always loved the military and I respect them hands down. But I think at this point, we've hit a technology of nuclear weapons. And I think we need to either way put diplomacy over war. So I think we could cut military spending and maybe just hold fundraisers, just large fundraisers, and maybe celebrities could help out with it and raise money for it to fund the school system, try and find investors that want to invest into this better education system. And then obviously slightly raise taxes because not all of that is going to be consistent. And that's just my opinion on school, and I think we can fix all of that. I think there is potential for a better school system, and I may have not got to experience it, and I might not when I go to college, but either way, I hope someday that it can change.